are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I am great. Uh, busy weekend. We're now, what, a, a week removed from the draft. Starting to th- Things are starting to settle down a little bit. A little bit of a calm before the storm, but we're going to have some rookie mini camps on the horizon. And unfortunately, most of the stuff that we're going to hear on the field is going to be negative going forward. You know, this guy sprains an ankle or blows out a knee, that kind of thing. Yeah, I hadn't, for that. I hadn't really thought about that, but that is a good point. Um, and, and of course, obviously some of that, the injury stuff will be legit. But uh, as far as how, how these players, especially the rookies or players on new teams, how they're looking, uh, we'll have to kind of take that with a grain of salt and, and really interpret uh, what what the truth really is there. Um, so that, that becomes a challenging part of the offseason for sure. Hopefully we at least have more beat reporters than we do a year ago there, you know? Yeah, yeah, good point. We've got, uh, got almost no information last offseason between right, right. Uh, no, you know, no OTAs and, and those kind of things, and, and those are still going to be uh, somewhat limited, I guess. But, yeah, it, it'll have to be better than last offseason as far as the information that's coming out. Matt, today we are going to take a look at some risers and fallers. Uh, as you said, we're a little over a week removed from the uh, from the NFL draft. That means uh, not only do we know the landing spots, we know the draft capital, but we're also seeing starting to see some really solid dynasty rookie ADP being formed, uh, whether it's from mock drafts that are taking place. I ran a bunch of those. Uh, or if you're looking at actual rookie drafts and we've got uh, honestly, we've got hundreds of those now in the database over at Dynasty League Football, so you can check those out there. We are going to be comparing April ADP to May ADP and, and looking at the players based on the results of the NFL draft, that the landing spots, the draft capital that I mentioned, and the, the new situations that these players are in. Who are the players that uh, gain the most value as a result of uh, the NFL draft and, and those rookies who are losing value because of it. Let's get right to it. Probably not a major supi- surprise. Trey Sermon is the rookie who gained the most value. Uh, he was up nearly 10 spots in our ADP. Again, that's comparing April, essentially pre-draft to post-draft ADP. Uh, his new his new ADP is 13.2. So we're looking at a player uh, obviously just outside of the first round. We didn't talk about Sermon last week. We covered the the wide receivers, tight ends, and, and quarterbacks for our portion of the week. What are your thoughts on Sermon? Of course, the landing spot is, is very enticing, but it is crowded there, and, and Sermon's no slam dunk as a third-round pick. I like the player quite a bit. I thought he was clearly the fourth every down back. You know, I mean, the workhorse type, you know, a, a good fantasy contributor if it all clicks for him. 
Um, I don't think Mostert's long for this world. I've been saying that for a year or so. I mean, he just runs so hard. He misses a lot of time. Uh, I don't know that his game's going to translate for the long haul. But they also drafted Elijah Mitchell. Right before the draft, they signed Wayne Gallman, who's not terrible. I mean, he's an NFL player. And same with Wilson is still there, right? I mean, so there's five guys competing for touches as usual. But I think what I like about Sermon is San Francisco used so much future draft capital to get their quarterback. Maybe they're done with running back for a couple of years. Yeah, that's a fair point. They they also did uh, trade up to get Sermon, which I think mm-hmm. is is always an, is always noteworthy. I guess it's it it doesn't lock anything in. Obviously, we we got fooled when uh, when the Forty ers traded up for the running back a couple of years ago. I know I know I bought in. Um, and Matt, now I can't even remember his name. Joe Williams. Joe Williams. Oh, yeah. Remember, he was super excited about him. Man. I went and bought him everywhere for no I, good reason. <laughs> we both got caught on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, as far as Sermon goes, I agree with you. I like the player. Uh, I, I really liked him quite a bit more at his, at his pre-draft ADP there in the mid or, or late part of the second round. You know, I mean, I'm seeing him go ahead of um, some wide receivers that I like a little bit more. And, and honestly, we, we talked about this some last week. I think I would take Trey Lance, his, his teammate over him, hmm. uh, just, just based on the upside, even in those one quarterback leagues. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little hesitant with Sermon. He belongs to me with uh, another player that we'll be talking about in just a moment who, who also gained some value. Let's move over to the wide receiver position, though, because uh, that's that's where most of our post-draft risers come from. Amari Rogers is next in line. He gained over 10 spots in ADP as well, up to an ADP of 20.9. So we're looking at him as a uh, mid to late second round pick, obviously the third rounder of the Green Bay Packers. And we've been waiting for this team to, to add a wide receiver. I, I think the addition of Rodgers... Uh, got you know got lost a little bit in all of the uh, news of of the other Rodgers Aaron Rodgers and his uh, desire I guess to to get out of Green Bay Uh, but honestly with or without Aaron Rodgers I like Amari Rodgers in uh, on this roster on this team uh, and I like his value here in the second round what do you think yeah, I like him a heck of a lot more with Aaron, though, than without. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think he's going to be their jet sweep guy. I bet he gets a couple carries, you know, maybe a carry or two a game, something like that. We know that's valuable. They don't have a, a stylistically similar receiver, so I think that bodes well for him. Son of a coach and former player in T. Martin, you'd think he'd be pretty NFL-ready. That's a term I don't throw around all that often. So, yeah, that's all good. But I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback. And if it's love, I think I'm a little more worried about that than you. I don't know if I can use a second-round rookie pick on him On if love's the guy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, currently 21 off, uh, off the board overall. Uh, guys, uh, guys behind him, I should say, Pat Fryermuth, Nico Collins. We'll talk about him in a moment. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Gainwell, Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, so, I mean, if if Aaron Rodgers is traded today, I don't know how many of those guys I would take over, Amari, even with that news, just based on the chance to to be the wide receiver two for the Packers. 
Yeah, and I guess maybe we should that could take us right into Nico Collins. He's next on the list here because I don't think he's going to have Watson. I mean, I think Rodgers has a better chance of having Rodgers than Collins does Watson. But Nico could be the one a year from now. Yeah, that that depth chart is is really I mean, really so kind of depressing, right? Yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Brandon Cooks certainly had a good year last year, um, but the same concerns that we would say for Collins or, or for any of that that offense that uh, Deshaun Watson, I don't even want to say maybe could be gone at this point. I th- I think we it, it's pretty yeah, safe to gone. assume he won't be playing um, one way or another for the Texans. So. If it's Tyrod Taylor or if it's Davis Mills, how much do we care about Nico Collins or Brandon Cooks or Kiki QT or Randall Cobb or yeah, anybody yeah, else? Right. Um, or, or what if it's Spencer Rattler or whoever the number one pick is next year? Well, and, that- and I, I think that's really what has Collins here at the, at the late part of the second round. Um, let's just let's call twenty. 20- 21 a, a wash for the Texans right, and right. look ahead They're They do have their own 2022 first rounder. Um, again, pretty safe to assume that's going to be a top, probably the top overall pick, maybe a, a two or three picks. So it's Spencer Rattler or, um, or you know, one of these other quarterbacks, right. right. Um, the kid from North Carolina, Carolina. Right, right. right. Yeah. Sam Howe, maybe, um, Regardless, I, I think that's what is, is even pushing Collins up into the second round range is the future that by 2022, he could be the wide receiver one on this team uh, and, and they could have a new quarterback. Right. And I think what he has going for him more than most receivers in this neighborhood is, I mean, even Rogers, there's nothing in front of him for playing time. We'll at least have an idea if he can play or not a year from now, regardless who his quarterback is. Right. Let's run through three more rookie risers really quickly before we take a break. Cornell Powell is the second one, fifth rounder. Uh, to me, this one is, is certainly all about landing spot. He goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. We always like to have pieces of that offense. Mikal Hardman has not really uh, lived up to expectations yet. Sammy Watkins is gone. So just just taking a chance in that uh, in that third round range, maybe even fourth round that uh, Cornell Powell might be the guy. So I'm, I'm fine with that dart throw at that yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, the last two I think are more interesting, Dwayne Eskridge and Michael Carter. Uh, both of those players gaining quite a bit of value because of the NFL draft. Eskridge, uh, second rounder to Seattle. He's looking like a, uh, a late second, early third round pick. And, and then Michael Carter, I mentioned him a moment ago. He's a late first, early second rounder. Possibly the Jets starting running back. They've got Tevin Coleman. They've got LaMichael P. Ryan. Nothing to be really excited about there. Uh, so Carter, at the very least, could have a uh, pretty significant role for the Jets as soon as week one. Yeah, I think so, too. My worry is that when you're rebuilding running backs off in the last piece of the puzzle, like... They could get the man just one year from now. And then Carter becomes what we thought he was, you know, as the, the complimentary player. And, you know, I think there's a better chance a year from now that Sermon's the man than Carter's the man. Yeah, that that's fair. You know what I mean? That's fair. We saw we saw the Jaguars do that exact same thing right, right. Uh, this just this year, despite the success of, of James Robinson. 
Matt, when we come back, we'll take a look at some of the players who have lost value as a result of the NFL draft. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Uh, there's tons of sports action to go this week, as every week. I mean, we just had the NFL draft, but there's NFL futures and all sorts of things like that that you can bet on. You got NBA, you got NHL hockey. Uh, playoffs are right around the corner too. Uh, get all the latest odds, news, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even UFC, MMA, all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as team prep for their runs to the playoff. And our promo code is locked on, all one word. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use that promo code locked on with your first deposit. Uh, Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Matt, let's talk about the rookies who disappointed when it comes to draft capital and or landing spot. Uh, the biggest loser, I guess we could say, when it comes to comparing that April ADP to May ADP was running back Jamar Jefferson loses twenty over 21 mm. spots in our ADP. So we're, we're talking about nearly a two-round drop. Uh, he was one of the last picks of the NFL draft, falling to the late part of the seventh round. The Lions take a chance on him there. Uh, of course, we know they, they obviously already have DeAndre Swift. They did, they did part ways with on Johnson, so uh, maybe there's... This number a, might go up a little. Right, maybe there's a, a path yeah, right. to, to some playing time for Jefferson, uh, despite what, what looked like a crowded situation. But, uh, you, you know, I run these rookie mock drafts basically all offseason long, and if you go back to February or March... Jamar Jefferson was a player that that some people were taking as a late first rounder or early second rounder wow. in those in those rookie drafts, expecting big things out of him. The NFL told us what they think about him. Uh, every single team passed multiple times on Jamar Jefferson. It, it, is he even worth a shot in the in the fourth round where he's going right now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's encouraging that they immediately let go of Carry On Johnson. So maybe this number corrects itself a little. With that news, but you didn't even mention, I mean, they signed Jamal Williams and he's making the team and he's going to play and he's that knee biter, tough guy type running back that they yeah. like, you know, so Jefferson's third at best. I mean, he needs an injury just to get into the rotation, but in the 40th pick in your rookie draft, sure, I think there's talent there, but he needs a break. Yeah, looking at some of these names that we'll get to here as far as the the losers. It seems like dynasty managers are are paying more attention to draft capital than ever before because we see these players. We thought maybe they would be second rounders or third rounders, and instead they're fourth or fifth or seventh rounders, and their ADP is dropping significantly as a result of that. Um, I don't know. I think that's interesting. Uh, and may, maybe even an overcorrection That's what I was to, right. to the Especially past couple year. of years. That's a weird year, yeah. Right. Next guy also losing 21 spots in our ADP is Seth Williams, uh, the wide receiver from Auburn. He was a sixth rounder to the Denver Broncos. Uh, Big-bodied guy, maybe a, maybe a red zone type target, uh, but he's falling 
going even undrafted in some of these drafts to the middle part of the fourth round. Uh, of course, we have we've got Sutton and Judy there locked in. They spent a second rounder on uh, on KJ Hamler a year ago. Noah Fant is there as well. Albert O, Tim Patrick, Patrick. Yeah. all of that, all of those names are really the argument against Seth Williams. Um, but he's he's another guy. Fourth round, I, I'm I'm throwing a dart on Seth Williams. Yeah, I, I mean I'm really this is an optimistic view for Seth Williams, but. What if Rodgers ends up in Denver and somehow Cortland Sutton's part of the deal? You know what I mean? Like, they have a lot of receivers that Green Bay could use. He could, uh, you know, it seems like it's Sutton, Patrick, Williams as that big, you know, ex-receiver type. So, if he could somehow get one of those out of the way or, you know, Patrick's not there for the long haul, he may have a quicker route to playing time than we think. Next on the list is a running back, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, Gainwell was a fifth rounder to the Philadelphia Eagles. He lost about 14 spots in our ADP. He's still in that late second, early third round range. So uh, not a player who lost all value, um, but certainly not looking like that late first rounder that, that some thought he would be in dynasty rookie drafts Uh, with the Eagles. This is probably really bad news if you were holding out hope for Boston Scott as as maybe yes. a PPR option. Uh, but how much do you think the addition of Gainwell hurts Miles Sanders? Um, I think I mean remember this coaching staff came from Indianapolis. I think Gainwell is Naheem Hines, but I don't think Hurts is going to check it down to backs as much as Rivers. Right, right, and, and I don't. I mean, Gainwell is a, a very good pass catcher. Yeah, Hines, Hines is basically a wide receiver. I don't think he's as good as Hines. No, I agree. Uh, yeah, and and Sanders is is an adequate pass catcher as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. It's 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 not good news. Uh, like I said, definitely no. not good news for for Boston Scott. Sanders isn't the most trustworthy guy ahead of him, though. Uh, no, Sanders is one of those players that that dynasty managers give a lot more credit to than than the actual NFL. I, I think from a dynasty standpoint, we treat him as if he's already arrived. And I don't think he really has. And this coaching staff might agree with the latter. Yeah. And, uh, for, for dynasty rookie drafts, Gainwell is in that same range of the players we were talking about earlier. Amari Rogers, Fryermuth, Nico Collins, Gainwell, Eskridge, all of those players kind of on that uh, two, three corner range. Uh, another running back, Kylan Hill, he fell all the way to the seventh round. He was actually chosen one spot ahead of Jamar Jefferson, who we just talked about. And his ADP has fallen quite a bit as a result. He's lost more than a full round. He's in the forties as well. Uh, when it comes to ADP landing in green Bay, uh, of course, he's he's stuck behind Aaron Jones, who's now on a long-term deal, behind mm-hmm. A.J. Dillon, who's just on the second year of his rookie deal. Uh, we know this this team likes to use multiple backs. Um, it, it's hard to find a path for Kylan Hill to, to really gain much value here, though. It really is. I mean, it would it, almost have to be Aaron Jones flops and they decide we're going to move on from him after this year to save cap space. That was a bad deal probably not likely to happen. The offense could, you know, take a step backwards if there's a quarterback change. Dylan ain't going anywhere. I kind of liked, liked Hill before this draft, but this is a pretty brutal landing spot. Uh, 
Last one I want to ask you about, Tylen Wallace. He lost nine spots in ADP. Uh, a little bit of a double whammy for him. Not only did he fall to the fourth round uh, when he was expected by many to be a, a day two pick, uh, but he's also he also goes to Baltimore. Uh, not only do we generally not love that landing spot, but they had also already drafted a wide receiver uh, previously. So, round, right? yeah, Rashad Bateman. So, so yeah, double whammy for Wallace, as I said. I, I think the fall is is understandable. 28 is his ADP right now, so we're talking about that early portion of the third round. I, I still believe in the talent. I think he's he's the kind of wide receiver Baltimore needs, really. So um, I'm, I'm buying in. This is another guy I'm buying in at his ADP. Yeah, I think you got to trust the talent and the pre-draft um, evaluation of the player because you can obviously get him at a massive discount now. It is a double whammy, but I think Baltimore throws their receivers a little more going forward. And could he beat out Boykin and Duvernay and Sammy Watkins and, you know, at least get in the three receivers package pretty early? I think that's possible. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Matt, when we come back, we're going to talk about some players who were totally off the radar in our pre-draft ADP who now have some, some pretty significant value. Folks, I'll tell you guys a little bit about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars and trucks out there, it's it's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why why endure the the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions um, you know, for the warehouse that only has certain brands? I mean, you have computers in your hand or in your laptop uh, with access to rockauto.com. And, you know, you, you can attack this thing on your own without anyone else's help. Uh, chain stores also have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus do-it-yourselfers like you. Uh, rockautos.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Uh, rockauto.com all, always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear. Uh, it's a family business serving auto parts customers online now for 20 years. Uh, they have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to motor oil to new carpet, whatever it is you need for your car. So here's what you got to do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Matt, there were a few players I wanted to get your thoughts on. We couldn't compare the ADP of these players because they were not drafted prior to the draft in our rookie mock drafts, basically hmm. off the radar they gained some value post-draft, though. Let's start with Josh Palmer. Uh, technically, he is up um, a, about 40 or 50 spots because he, he goes from undrafted to an early third-rounder. Uh, he is also the third-rounder for the L.A. Chargers. You look at that that landing spot. Not only was the draft capital a little bit surprising, but I think the, the landing spot does him some favors as well. Uh, I think there's a pretty good chance this is Mike Williams' final year with mm-hmm. the Chargers. So they're looking at, 
at Keenan Allen and and maybe Josh Palmer is the wide receiver too there as early as 2022. What are your thoughts on Palmer? Yeah, I, I think the only reason you can get him at the 28-29 area is because people were a little, I don't know if he was sleeping on or whatever, but he wasn't drafted before the NFL draft. He's... It wasn't, this wasn't one team just happening to like Josh Palmer. He was going to go in this neighborhood no matter what. He can go up and get the football. Terrible quarterback play at Tennessee. I think his ADP is only going to rise and rise. I think he'll be the third receiver this year. I'm not afraid of the tight ends. You mentioned the Williams situation. How much longer is Allen in the mix? Great young quarterback. Uh, I think this is a bye-bye-bye. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, same range as these names we've already mentioned. Gainwell, Eskridge. Uh, Nico Collins, I think I might take him over over most of those guys. I want him uh, in, in the late second round, if not even higher. Yes, I agree with that. Another wide receiver who gained quite a bit of value, mostly due to landing spot, is Des Fitzpatrick. Uh, Louisville kid, local to me here. Uh, and he ends up with the Tennessee Titans. And uh, this, is, this is a team that just really didn't do much. They lose Johnny Smith. They lose Corey Davis. Um, so they, they had some targets to spare. Don't use an early pick on a wide receiver. Um, so it's, it's Fitzpatrick who was their fourth round pick first, their first pick on day three of the NFL draft. Who's probably going to see some opportunity. They did bring in Josh Reynolds, uh, who who's fine, but if Fitzpatrick really does hit, uh, he should bypass Reynolds pretty easily. Yeah, I tend to think so. I mean, I think you obviously know this player better than I do. He's not someone I studied a lot pre-draft. I keep thinking there's another shoe to drop at the Tennessee receiver mm-hmm. position, and I just don't know if there's many shoes out there left to drop, you know. So um, maybe he does slide into a great situation. Not a real high upside guy. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's probably fair. Um you talked about another shoe to drop. This team certainly could use another wide receiver, and we've yeah. we've at least heard rumors that Julio Jones could be gone from Atlanta. Man, yeah. how good how good would he be in that offense? Next to AJ Brown, that's like unfair. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> see what happens. They they do. I mean, I like Fitzpatrick. As I said, uh, Josh Reynolds is 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 fine. Probably undervalued for fantasy purposes at this point. Uh, but they, they've got to make a move if at all possible. Uh, a couple of players that the Vikings used day two picks on, I'm sorry, day three picks on, uh, who gained some value as a result. Both of these guys pre- pretty much off the radar. One of them certainly was the running back, uh, Kene Nyangwu. Nyangwu? Yeah. I, I butchered that one. Sorry. Uh, but he his current ADP is 45. Right behind him is his new teammate, Amir Smith-Marset, the wide receiver. Uh, from what I've seen and heard, it sounds like they want to use both of these guys on special teams. Uh, but I think the, the running back could, could maybe see an opportunity here as well. I think both could. I, I, yeah. I think both these are buys at this price. Amazingly, the Vikings used have made 26 draft picks in the last two years, and these guys really aren't that blocked for competition. You know, I mean, uh, Nwangu, again, I probably said his name wrong, is a demon on special teams. He's like one of the best returners in the nation, and he's very fast, Get you tested extremely well, put your foot in the ground, get downhill. Well, that's exactly what they want from the running back position, and with all respect to Dalvin Cook, 
he's not the model of durability or youth at this point. I mean, I think Nwongu could absolutely factor in there. And um, I don't know how familiar you are with Nate Tice. I mean, he's Mike Tice's mm-hmm. son, super dialed in with the Vikings. I was listening to him the other day, and he loves Smith Marset and is expecting him. Hope I'm going to put words in his mouth to be the third receiver, like right off the bat for the Vikings. I mean, Diggs and Thielen, or not Diggs, <laughs> Jefferson and Thielen both can play the slot. You know, Smith Marset's another guy that also tested well. I think both those guys are you know, players you want to snatch up now while you can. I like it. I like it. And and as I said, both pretty cheap uh, going in the fourth round, if not even later in early rookie drafts. So those four players, Palmer, Fitzpatrick, Nyangwu, and Smith-Marset, all players to target late in your draft. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.